Welcome back. I wanted to sing the theme song to Welcome Back, Cotter, but two problems with that. Um, I can't sing because I'm tone deaf, and also that would age me very deeply. Oh, shit. I wanted to record video. So we're recording video. We're experimenting with it. You know, as you know, I am on TikTok with the kids. All the kids are on TikTok. That's where they are. So if you're not on TikTok, you're not going to know what the kids are up to. But I know. I'm 34 years old and I'm on TikTok. TikTok is super addictive. It's it's more addictive than drugs. And I can say that as somebody who has done drugs. So don't get on there. Um, oh, I think the volume's a little high. Let me turn this down. That's better. Oh, wait. A little, a little sharp. Okay. Here we go. So, um, yeah, I'm back. You know, it's hard to podcast currently for me because, um, well, I'm exhausted, as I'm sure most of you are. The idea of making content right now, um, when so many things in the world are up in the air and we have no idea what's going to be happening. The idea of having to make content is stressful for me. And honestly, it's upsetting because um, when we first went into lockdown, I was like, okay, I'm going to just make videos alone in my apartment. And that didn't happen. I was like, so sad (laughs) and stressed. I was just like drinking wine. And doing drugs alone, which I mean, you know, I wasn't the only person doing that. I mean, I think alcohol sales are at an all time high in this country. I know wine is like a really high seller was last year during the pandemic. But um, yeah, I, I didn't do it. I did not make videos every day like I wanted to. But other people did. And now they have like 100,000 followers on TikTok. And I don't. But I was thinking about this today. Do TikTok followers even translate to people going in person and buying tickets to see stand-up comedy? I don't think so, because the people on TikTok are children. They are. They're chil- They're literal children. I get into TikTok fights in the comments constantly. <laughs> that makes me sound so fucking pathetic. But no, I get into fights mostly with teenagers, um, about subjects that they have no idea what they're speaking on. And I feel the need to go in there as their elder and explain, hey, you're wrong about this. And these could be related to feminism, dating, um, uh, jobs. A lot of these teenagers think they know what jobs are about or they know what like corporate America is like. They don't. They don't. Okay. The latest argument I'm in right now is about age gap relationships, which is, it's a topic that Gen Z has brought to the forefront. And you know what? God bless them for that. But um, the the video in question, the TikTok in question is this girl breaking down why Scott Disick and Leonardo DiCaprio are creeps because they date like much younger girls. And it's true. I mean, when you see a guy who's like 30... 35 to 40 and he 
only dates girls who were like under 25. I mean, that's like something's wrong there, you know? And, and people like to pretend like, oh, but it's legal. Just because it's legal doesn't mean it's right or good, you know? And I've been in age gap relationships and this is what I was arguing with somebody about. You know, I mean, I, I said, you know, if you're, if you're a young person and you're thinking like, oh, the, you know, it's fine. It's legal. When you're older, you're going to change your mind because it wasn't until I was around 30 where I saw a problem with my very first serious relationship where I was 20 and my boyfriend was 27. And people think, oh, seven years doesn't seem that bad. Doesn't seem that bad. But it was. It was bad. It's a significant. It's almost 33% older than 20 right? So that's a full third of your life older. And also looking back on it, he said something so weird and creepy to me. He said, um, you know, Heather, you're just, you know, you're so mature for your age, blah, blah, blah. That is like the number one creep saying that these older guys love to say to young girls. They're like, you're so mature for your age. You know, like none of, none of the women my age are mature. Yeah, they are. That's why they don't want you. They're mature and they don't want you. Because now as a 34 year old woman, yes, I'm not afraid to say my age. I'm 34, which means I've been legally dead in Los Angeles for four years. Cause when you turn 30, that's it. You're dead. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I see now with more clarity at my age and I see how, how strange it was that a 27 year old man was interested in me, a 20 year old girl. And I was, you know, this chick was arguing with me. I'm sure she's just projecting. I'm sure she's in some like weird age gap relationship and she's questioning her entire being. And guess what? I'm here to push her along on this journey. I want her to question her reality. I want her to think, hmm, is it right that I'm 19 years old and my boyfriend is 37 and I have his baby. I don't know if that's true. She had a photo of herself with a baby. And I'm also maybe guessing her age totally wrong because if she is 19, she, she's, um, she's an old 19. You know, she, she's seen something. She's been around the block, you know, her face wasn't all great. Um, <laughs> I'm not body shaming. I'm just saying she looks like an older, an older 19 year old. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I didn't really understand how weird that was until I was older. And then, you know, when I was around 30, I was like, okay, it would be so fucking weird if I was dating a 23 year old. Like that's, that's a significant difference. It's so strange. I mean, for men and women, it is a little different where women can date younger men and it doesn't seem as strange. But there is just something like so off about it where it's like, okay, you're supposed to be a grown person with a grown ass job and your own grown ass friends and you're hanging out with a literal child and people are like, oh, you know, but then you're not a child. You're legally an adult. Yeah, legally you're an adult, but you're also still stupid because your brain hasn't finished developing. I, I think now they say that your brain is, still develops until you're like 27 or 28 years old. Before it was like 25. Now it's later. They keep, they keep pushing it back. And honestly, I, 
I thought I knew everything when I was young. When I when I was 20 years old, I thought I knew fucking everything. I thought I knew everything. And that's why I thought I could be in a relationship with an older guy or whatever. And it's so funny because like, <laughs> I, I like love this guy so much. But like looking back on it, he was like a loser. He was like a total fucking loser. Of course. Anyway, I don't I don't want to talk about him anymore because it'll annoy me. But um, oh God, that was awful. Um, yeah, age gap relationships not great. They're not great. Okay, so what's in the news? Oh, you know it. Here it is. Joe Rogan has COVID. Are you shocked yet? Are you shocked? Of course he does. I mean. I'm surprised it took this long for him to say I have COVID. I mean, just just out there risking it all, maskless, among stand-up comedians in Texas. First of all, like if you're if you do stand-up comedy and you're like semi-sane and you go out to do comedy unvaccinated, you're you're even crazier than I thought because comedians they were dirty people before the pandemic like these people are disgusting people i can't even explain it like have you been in an open micro's car there's just like trash every like in and out wrappers and empty white claw cans and shit they're all alcoholics they all have at least one dui except i'm the only i'm the only stand-up comedian in history who doesn't have a dui (laughs) but but to even be out in public performing stand-up comedy because when you think about it stand-up comedy it's so like it's not even like at a concert where people are just like you know happy and watching the concert like at a comedy show people are laughing and their spittle is going into the air and it's you know there's like spittle particles everywhere and they're like landing on people and you know what they call the front row at a comedy show they call it the splash zone because the comedian, and I'm guilty of this, they'll usually be like, you know, right up on the mic. When I'm on stage, I, I'm basically like eating the mic. Like I basically like have it like, like, like that. And um, I'm not proud of that, but it is what it is. It's disgust. It's a disgusting art form in more ways than one. And no, I don't want to be around comedians if they're not vaccinated. Like last weekend I went to an open mic, which is embarrassing enough. You know, I'm an elder stateswoman in LA comedy. Uh, for me to be going to an open mic, you know that things are bad. Um, <laughs> so I was at this open mic. Um, after the mic, this guy comes up to talk to me. He didn't perform, but he was like too late to sign up or something or blah, 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 whatever. And you know, he's talking to me and, you know, he's asking me where this location of this other place is. And, you know, I'm like trying to be nice because he told me he moved, he moved to LA from Colorado. I grew up in Colorado, no big deal. And he, he, and he's like, he kind of has his mask like, like a little underneath his nose. It's not like totally like off his nose, but it's definitely like hanging in a way that makes me uncomfortable. And I and I'm just like, are you vaccinated? And he's like, no, I'm not. I'm like, oh god, like, I I don't know where the fuck you've been. You told me you just came here from Colorado. You are new to L.A. I don't know where you're going. 
you know, I don't know if you've been to any of these like tourist traps, you know, you're coming into this open mic hot, you know, not even knowing what the hell's going on. Like you're way too excited to be even doing stand-up comedy, a huge red flag. You know, when, when somebody is excited to be doing stand-up comedy, huge red flag. I mean, it's, it's the most unfortunate art form in the world and to be performing it, you should be miserable. Otherwise, first of all, like, are you going to be funny? But you have to be kind of miserable to do stand-up comedy and be funny. This is why, like, when people hang out with comedians, they're like, I thought I thought comedians were funny. I thought they were funny. No, like, we're very depressed people. And that's okay, you know, except I am one of the rare comedians who is both funny on and off stage. But please don't speak to me at a show because I don't want to talk to you. I'm sorry. Like, I'm I'm over that. I'm past that part of my life. Alexa, turn off the light. Oh, my God. Is this a better view? I have no idea. So anyway, um, Joe Rogan has COVID. Also, probably that guy who spoke to me at the open mic has COVID. And he actually, <laughs> Joe Rogan actually said that he, he ate ivermectin or if i don't even know how to pronounce it but it's the it's the horse medication that comes in some sort of like a cream or paste form and people who refuse to get vaccinated but get covid are actually ingesting this and it's crazy because what it's a horse dewormer medication right so what it does to people is they eat it and because it's not for humans, it has um, horrible effects on humans. And what it does, it causes people to literally shit out their intestinal lining. Not even making this up. I don't want to go into the gory details. I saw some screenshots on Twitter that somebody shared, um, you know, of like somebody being like, oh, yeah, like I, I had a really good bowel movement today. Um, a very large worm uh, about 15 feet long came out of my my body um yeah it's your intestine your intestinal lining coming out of you i i'm shook i am shook that people are doing this instead of taking a vaccine they're like oh i don't know what's in the vaccine i don't know what's in the vaccine you're literally shitting out your insides are you fucking serious that's what it's come to and honestly, I don't even believe that Joe Rogan actually did that. I think he's like kind of lying about that. I don't know. Like I, I, the fact that I'm, see, here's the thing about Joe Rogan. I, I don't think he, I think he means well. I do. You know, people want to demonize him. People want to say like, oh, he's dangerous or whatever. But like, I don't think he really just understands how dumb people are and you know the things he says are just like they're so influential that he doesn't even grasp that um would i still go on the joe rogan experience yes absolutely would i administer the vaccine to joe rogan myself yes i would yes i would um so i i tweeted <laughs> i tweeted a little funny a little funny joke a little funny haha about Joe Rogan. I said, it's really brave for Joe Rogan to take ivermectin when he is smaller than the size of a My Little Pony. I mean, not bad. You know, somebody else came up with a miniature horse tweet a little before I did. Um, you know, it's you, ha you have to make it in time. As soon as something hits the press, 
As soon as something hits the press, you have to tweet about it. Otherwise, otherwise it's dead in the water. It's dead in the water and it'll never pick up. <coughs> I need a drink of water. Sorry. Okay. So, uh, Joe Rogan, who's a small man, um, he allegedly ate a horse dewormer and he says he feels fine after three days of being sick, which actually leads me to believe that he is vaccinated. I don't know. Maybe he lied about that too. There's a lot of comedians also who pretend that they're anti-vax and say like, oh, like, you know, I don't know what's in the vaccine, my rights, my body, my choice whatever but they are secretly vaccinated because they know that people who go to comedy shows are nasty no no offense to anybody who goes to see live comedy but like some of these people like you don't know where they've been you don't know what they're doing where their mouths have been think about that they're strangers you don't know what they're doing so uh joe rogan you know i great yeah sorry you got sick And of course you got sick because you were reckless, totally reckless. A lot of people who moved to Texas are moving back to LA, which is actually really annoying to me. Like if you left during the pandemic, just stay, just, just leave, just stay out of here. It's, it's crowded here and we don't want to see you again at open mics. No shade. I don't make the rules. So, um, after I made fun of Joe Rogan, though, uh, God struck me ill. Um, it was, it was probably because I was making fun of Joe Rogan. God did not like that. Or it was a Trader Joe's pre-made salad that I ate. It was a harvest chicken salad from Trader Joe's with romaine lettuce. And maybe the romaine lettuce, um, was tainted. I feel like I should alert the authorities and let them know that, the salad was dangerous when it was inside of me. I mean, my stomach was fucked up for two whole days. (laughs) It was so bad. Like last night when I went to bed, I was like, wow, if I wake up with this, this horrible pain, I'm, I'm done for like, if, if this never goes away, I'm going to be so upset, but I feel, I feel okay now. I feel better today. Um, don't eat the salad. Now I'm, I, I actually ate more salad today, which I was reluctant to and afraid to, but I did it and I'm here and we're doing it. You know, um, I'm trying to gear up for sober October, which, you know, I did talk to the, to the group about it. Um, everybody's coming back, I believe for sober October too, alt comedy, sober October too. And I think we're going to be adding one or two comedians, um, which would be good because both of these guys are like drunks. So <laughs> it'll be like really fun to add them because um, it'll be challenging. It's hard to it's hard to stay sober these days. You know, I understand. I wasn't doing great for a while, even recently, you know. But yeah, like we need like some, we need a comedian who like gets drunk regularly to, to try it out. But you know, like in a safe way, I don't want anybody like, ha- like having DTs or anything like that because of the podcast. So yeah, look out for that. Alt Comedy Sober October 2 coming to you soon. Um, 
one other thing I wanted to talk about today. So I got called a misogynist on Reddit, not even making this up. I got called a misogynist, um, which is fucking crazy. Uh, <laughs> so I lurk on Reddit a lot. I I just basically comment. I don't really post on anything. I mean, I don't write any original posts of my own. I just like comment on other posts. So one of the subs that I like to read stuff on is uh, Am I the Asshole? Classic subreddit. And so this subreddit, it says, Am I the Asshole for not buying my girlfriend a diamond ring? And just to uh, set the stage, I'm going to read the post for you and explain the context. So here's what the post says. My girlfriend and I were talking about getting engaged and I wanted her to be happy with her engagement ring. So I took her to a local jeweler. She picked out a $2,600 ring with a lab grown diamond, which thankfully was cheaper than the real thing, but it was still insanely expensive for a ring. We agreed on saving to retire early, but now she wants a crazy expensive ring? Question mark exclamation point. She told me she wants that one since it will be forever. She doesn't want to settle for a less nice ring. I tried to convince her to go for a cheaper ring and she wouldn't go for it. I went back to the jeweler and the lady said they could do one with quartz for $1,200 less. So it would be $1,400. I thought that would be fine since it was exactly the same. I proposed with the quartz ring and she looked super happy and accepted. I didn't conceal that it was quartz, but I didn't tell her at the proposal either. If she wants to marry, if she wants to marry me, a ring that looks exactly the same, but with a different stone shouldn't be the deal breaker. Well, she lost some weight this summer and went back to the jeweler to get it refitted and found out from them that it was, that it was a diamond. That it wasn't, it should say that it wasn't a diamond. She was super angry and said I lied to her. I told her she got the receipt, but it didn't say the ring had a diamond and it was $1,400. So she did think it was a diamond. So did she think it was a diamond at that price? She said, I totally overpaid for a quartz ring. And I told her it was because she was pressuring me to get the style she wanted that I had to pay whatever the jeweler wanted for that style of ring since I couldn't find it elsewhere. She has been extremely cold to me the last few days. Yeah, she's cold to you because you suck. I mean, first of all, let's break it down. I mean, this man, he thinks $2,600 for an engagement ring is a lot. That's like, that's on the low end of engagement rings. He's also saying that because of the cost of it, that he won't be able to save her retirement. That doesn't even make sense. So so if a $2,600 engagement ring is going to break your retirement you have way bigger problems on deck. Okay. The ring is not your problem. Um, you know, he has this idea that that's way too expensive for a ring. And then he goes behind her back and lies and gets a a piece of quartz. Quartz is like, it's so cheap. Like I, I think a piece of quartz would only be like 40 or $50 maybe at most if it's in a ring. So he got ripped off. And she's upset. Yeah, she's upset. Because you're a liar. You're a liar and you're a loser at the same time. A liar loser. (laughs) So overwhelmingly, he was voted an asshole. Okay. And I jumped on when a woman made a ridiculous comment that I couldn't stand where she goes, well, you guys are, you guys are just being too harsh on him. 
you're being too harsh on him. When I, when I got married, I married a man and not a ring. It's like, bitch, we're not talking about you. Also, like, I think it's straight up like pick me ass bitchness to be like, oh, yeah, leave this man alone. You know, we marry we marry a ring. We marry a man, not a ring. The problem with with the with the ring Okay, is that it's something that you're going to be wearing the rest of your life. And I I say this as somebody who's never been engaged. No one's ever asked me to marry them. But when they do, yeah, I'm expecting a nice ring. Why? Because I'm an elegant woman. I'm a traveled woman. I provide myself with nice things. So do I expect the man who asks me to marry him to get me a nice ring? Yes. Do I expect him to get me the exact ring that I designed and chose for myself and then later pretended was totally shocked to be receiving at the engagement. Yes. I took three years of improv at the UCB. Will I be able to act surprised when I get a ring that I designed? Yes, I will. And I'll love it. So... This woman, she goes, wow, you guys are being so hard on this guy. Uh, you can always redo the stone. I got married with a ring that cost $100. My husband later went back and bought a $3,000 stone. Loved it. NTA, buy a bigger stone when you can afford it. And then I replied, we don't need input from a PMAP. <laughs> Which is true. What's a PMAP? I mean, first of all, like, I got attacked by two men, of course. Two men. And let's, I just want to say that the woman who, who said I would never marry a ring, her, her comment is downvoted negative 24. My comment is upvoted positive plus two. I mean, could be higher, but it's still positive. And I got an award for it from somebody, but you know, this guy, like, he he replies, he goes, we don't need input from a cult of red pillars either. And he was implying that because I participate on FDS, which is female dating strategy, which is a sub that is about basically women turning around the rules of dating, you know, like making men wait to have sex, um, holding out for men to prove themselves essentially because let's be honest we've all been in shit relationships right so but the thing about the sub is that this guy takes issue with is that like they call men scrotes and stuff on the sub and look i'm i'm not in 100% agreement with everything on that subreddit i'm i'm really not you know first of all it's reddit which is a horrible place i mean i only go on there when i'm bored honestly but the fact that this guy is like, you're a red pillar for being on FDS, that's like totally false. And it, it reminded me of this uh, Vice article that came out earlier this year, um, where a woman, you know, she, she basically like, um, wrote about FDS and she totally like twisted the narrative and proclaimed that FDS is basically like a female incel subreddit, which is totally insane because women, are not incels ever. They're not. Because the reality is 
that men constantly want to have sex with us. Okay. By definition, an incel involuntarily celibate. That is where a man believes that women are at fault for not having sex with him, right? And, you know, he's mad. He never gets laid. He could be a virgin. He could be not. He could have had, like, I don't know, like, one experience. He could have uh, paid uh, a sex worker to lose his virginity. Whatever. It doesn't matter. But um, that's so insulting to say that because a woman... Women are tired as a whole right now of the treatment we've been subjected to for millennia. Millennia. I mean, women have been raped, assaulted, uh, beaten, murdered. I mean, there's so many like horrible things that happen to women in this world. And it largely is ignored because we do still live in a male dominated society, a patriarchal society where women, you know, we're supposed to just like, you know, be in agreement with everything that happens and just be like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever, you know, whatever my man says, you know, I just listen to him and it's, it's total fucking bullshit. We're tired of being treated like shit. You know, I've been in abusive relationships where men who were like utter garbage treated me horribly. And, you know, I was brainwashed and, and manipulated and, and, and told all these horrible things about how I'm worthless, you know, how nobody will love me because I'm fat or shit like that. And that's not, that's not true. I mean, it, it, it's like so ridiculous. You know, um, my abuser, who is just like an utter piece of shit, like this man, you know, he sexually assaulted me and choked me. Um, when I was in bed one night, he, I I was trying to sleep and he, um, you know, was trying to like wake me up saying he wanted to have sex. And I was just like, no, 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 we can have sex in the morning. And, um, you know, he, he's like, take off your underwear. And then he's like, he like puts his hands around my neck and he's like choking me. And honestly, I could have died. I really could have died. And I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, but psychologists and, um, law enforcement officers, they all are in agreement that um, choking is the number one sign that um, a man could possibly kill his partner uh, in the future. So it's like a huge red flag. Um, so <laughs> to be called a red pillar and red pill is that whole concept of like, I, I can't even get into all the terminology right now, but it's like a manosphere terminology. Um, you know, it's, it's used by pickup artists. It's used by, um, MRAs, men's rights activists, all that shit. And it's, it's simply not the same because here, here's the thing about, about, misogyny misogyny is systemic right it happens to all women of all ages of all backgrounds you know socially race ethnicity what have you right but there is no systemic misandry there simply isn't men do not get murdered by their partners Men are not being raped by women. Men do get raped, but they get raped by other men, which is another thing that these people don't want to talk about. Um, and this culture that we live in is dangerous for women. So, yes, I am in the subreddit where we call men scrotes. 
or whatever the fuck. And no, I'm not sorry for it. Because that subreddit actually is talking about things that a lot of women do need to hear. You know? Just like, you know, it talks about like men trying to, to manipulate women into having sex with them. Or men like doing low effort shit, like as far as dating. Which I hate. I hate low effort bullshit. But I, I put up with it for years. Because that's what I thought you have to do. I'm fucking tired. I know that does not make me, it does not make me a misogynist to call somebody a pick me ass bitch. Like people seem to have some idea that pick me originated with FDS. Pick me was a phrase used decades before that. Pick me ass bitch is, is just like a, that's just like a standard thing. If you're a pick me, I'm going to tell you you're a pick me. I don't give a fuck because that's pick me ass behavior. I I don't marry a ring. I marry a man. Bitch, we're not talking to you. Okay? And it doesn't make me misogynist to do that. It actually makes me more feminist to do that, to call out internalized misogyny. You know, a lot of people are afraid to do that. They're afraid to stand up to... Women are afraid to stand up to other women sometimes. But we can't be doing that, you know? We can correct women. We can course correct them if if we can. Some women are just like so beyond help. You know, they're just always going to be like siding with men. You know, the same women who like uh, agree with men that women are lying when they say they're assaulted or raped. Total bullshit. Those women are victims, you know. But they're, they're going to be trapped in that probably forever, you know. There are times where women like totally like change course and it unfortunately it's after surviving an abusive relationship. But a lot of women don't see when they're in abusive relationships. And it it, it takes the escalation, the the desperation of wanting to understand why this man is treating you in in a way that you don't like, you know, that you don't deserve. And those are difficult things to explore and confront, you know, because we're taught that culturally we're in a society that teaches women that a lot of their value comes from their relationships, right? And it's expected for women to get married, have children, be caretakers, all of that, right? And we expect a lot from women, to for them to uh do all of that that work you know usually like unpaid labor you know taking care of children taking care of their husband you know but it's like a total scam right because these women they're not treated with dignity and respect men don't listen to them to most men women are a joke I, i know this like sounds like totally extreme but it's true you know, I, I've been in male-dominated spheres for a long time. You know, stand-up comedy is one. I can't even tell you how many times, you know, I've been in a green room with a bunch of men and, you know, I can't even, like, get in any words because it's it's about men talking and I'm invading their space, basically. Well, fuck it. Yeah, whatever, fine. Let the men talk. 
so crazy. Uh, that reminds me of um, the time I was in a green room and <laughs> one of the male comics who is just like, he's a total fucking misogynist. I mean, if I, if you saw his social media, you'd be like, this guy is totally insane. And he is like, he he's wild. He's disrespectful to women and he's so obvious about it. But he actually said in the green room, he's like, yeah, women just aren't there. You know, they can't write. They're just not as strong of writers as men. I'm just like looking at him. You're like, you're like one of the worst fucking comics of all time. And you think you're a strong writer? Delusional. You know, but my point is, is that women are tired. Okay. And I got into this long winded argument with a stranger who basically just like goaded me into educating him on systemic misogyny and why FDS is not red pill. And he he was like, well, you're attacking men instead of attacking toxic masculinity. I'm like, we're not attacking men. And if we are attacking men, they're bad men. We're not talking about all men when we say men are shit or men are trash. We're talking about the men who are actual trash. We're talking about rapists. We're talking about abusers. We're talking about men who abuse and dispose of women and use them at their leisure. Those are the types of men we're talking about. The types of men who commit uh, acts of mass murder. I mean, there's like so many, there's so many guys who have like committed mass shootings and murders and stuff who have been connected to manosphere ideology and people like totally ignore it. Like they want to think that, well, I've noticed that the trend lately is to, um, say that things are connected to white supremacy. And I've been reading a book uh, by Laura Bates. It's called uh, Men Who Hate Women. And in the book, she discusses basically how um, a lot of this manosphere stuff is connected to these these mass shooting events and how it's it's not really white supremacy. I mean, there can be some of that, but the common thread between all of them is kind of like toxic masculinity, manosphere ideology, um, wanting to get vengeance against women, like all kinds of shit. And people ignore that. And why do people ignore that? It's because people don't care about women. And, you know, I can say that easily. People do not care about women. If they did, they would believe victims. If they did, they would remove uh, dangerous men from spaces where women are present, like comedy clubs, for example, they wouldn't let rapists perform. But if they didn't let rapists perform, there would be almost no comedians left to perform. That's just a fact. You know, you guys know about like all the, all the comedians who were me too, who were famous. I mean, there's so many more who aren't famous that are worse. It's crazy. I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, I'm so disillusioned about so many things in the world. And that's one of them. I mean, there. I think there really does come a time in every woman's life where you just get to a certain point where you realize, wow, like this world is not welcoming to women. It, it just isn't. It just isn't. And it, it, the irony is that, you know, women, we we birth these men. We birth these men and then they turn on us. It's fascinating. So, I mean, that's a book I would recommend, Men Who Hate Women by Laura Bates. I'm almost done with it. But my point is, this has gotten so serious. Um, lying about a diamond ring, you're fucking crazy. 
And uh, you're broke because $2,600 for an engagement ring. Who cares? So, whatever. I have to go to Colorado in the morning. I mean, I'm going to do stand-up comedy uh, at the Comedy Fort in Fort Collins Saturday night, 7 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. Hopefully, I'll remember my jokes. I mean, I used to do stand-up comedy all the time. But, you know, we're getting back on the bike. We're, we're going to see how it works out. So if you're in Colorado, come to those shows. Comedy Fort, Fort Collins, 7 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. on Saturday, September 4th. Come on down. And don't harass me on Reddit. Well, you'll, you'll never figure out what my name is. I'm keeping that a secret. I hate Reddit. Gotta get on there to read uh, financial advice. Or about AMC stock. I still own AMC stock. Does anybody else own that? I I would love for it to accumulate more value, obviously. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I'm tired. I need to go to bed. I, you know, I'm thinking, I'm panicking right now about, so I'm going to park my car at the airport, not directly at the airport, but at one of those lots that you, you know, they pick you up in a shuttle and drop you off at the terminal because I'm an adult and I don't want to take a lift. And lifts. I don't want to spend fifty dollars on a lift. the The cost of taking a lift to the airport and then back from the airport is like almost the same as parking your car. It's a little slightly more to park your car, but once you make it to a certain point, you know you might as well park your fucking car. So that's my advice: grow up, get off Reddit, and pay to park your fucking car at the airport. Be an be an adult be an adult uh yeah follow me on tiktok unruly Maruli. follow me on twitter and instagram fixed air heather uh i'll be back soon and hopefully it'll um stay a little more light okay take care you guys Oh,